Hello, welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Very happy to be with you today. I hope that you are feeling energized, invigorated, and ready for your week. It sometimes takes us being very conscious about that, deciding that at the top of the week, we are kind of reigniting and determining that we are we are rallying our efforts, our energy, our focus, so that we can bring our full awareness to whatever is on our slate. And while we should do that every single day, I think the rotation of the seven-day week can be helpful in that regard because presumably on the weekend, we have a bit of a pause. Certainly, it should be at, at the very least, it should be a shift, whatever, and for people who work Monday through Friday, and then for those who have different um, rhythms to their schedule, hopefully most, if not all of us, have a pause from whatever that work week normally is, and that we use it in some way to tend to ourselves, to refresh, to renew, to be still, so that we can refresh and renew. And then we are off to a start, a conscious focused start as the week begins. And I say, hopefully we're doing that because I know, especially during these days that we've been home day after day, week after week, without the kind of rhythm uh, shifts that we used to have when we were going out to work every day. And when we were just, living outside of quarantine, things are so different. Uh, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping for all of us that we notice the rhythm change, that we do things that can refresh and renew us. And that as we do that, we take a look, take a look at our lives to see what's good and what may need to change. Do you ever stop and think about that? Like you kind of Go through your day, through your week, through your chore, your chores, your responsibilities, all the things that fill up your life. And when you are doing that, filling up your life, do you notice, do you take the time to look around at your life and say, hmm, there's some things that need to change. There's some things that aren't serving me as well as I thought that they they were serving me anyway, is it time for me to reevaluate certain uh, activities, certain things that we possess, uh, certain people who are part of our world? Is it time for us to consider what needs to change? And not just what needs to change, but how we might change those things. Change is something that we that happens all the time, but we're not always conscious of it. And so I want us to draw our energies in to think about change in our world, in our lives, and what change is important for us to approach, to evaluate, and to take action on now. And is that something you've even been thinking about in just the busyness and the the uh, pace of your life. 
Many times we're not. That's why I thought it would be a good thing for us to consider. And I got a quote. I want to tell you this quote that I found that I'm sure you've heard before, but I think it's very good for right now. And this says, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. That's from Leo Tolstoy. Let me read it again. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. So what does that mean for you? Let's think about it for a minute. You know, often when it's agitation, something's going wrong, something's off, and that gets us to think about change. I don't like how this feels. I don't like what somebody is doing. I don't like something. And then you feel like you need to have a change. We often point our finger out and say, hmm, that change is needed because you have done something wrong. Because you, you, whoever it is out there in the world, somebody other than me, has done something that I don't like. It's not uh, serving me, my community, my family, my world well, and it has to change. Well, as a matter of fact, there are tons of things like that. We, we recognize one of the big things that gets discussed all the time now is climate change. Guess what? Even with climate change, there are things that you and I can do as individuals to make the world better. If we don't use as much fossil fuel, if we don't take as many trips that require uh, using planes and cars, etc. Not to say that we shouldn't do it at all, but didn't we see when the pandemic hit and so many millions of people stopped moving around? The world, the earth took a deep breath and got healthier. So even something as huge as climate change can be positively or negatively impacted by what we do as individuals. By our changing our behavior personally, we can make the world a better place. People often don't think that's true. Even when it comes to voting, if you think about uh, the vote, many people say, oh, you know, my one vote doesn't count for anything. It's just one vote. So if I stay home, what difference does it make? I want you to know that that is so not true. One vote matters. One vote counts. One vote has the capability of changing the world. Change is powerful. And what Leo Tolstoy is suggesting is that what we need to start with is the changes that we can make within ourselves. Think about it. If you were to choose one thing that you think would be great to change in your life, to make your life, your world better, what would that be? One thing. You just chose one. I'm not saying make a list of 25 things, although you probably could. I know I could. But just one. If you had to pick one thing that you actually think could make a significant impact on the quality of your life, one thing that you could change that would, that would do that, what would it be? You know, the one thing that I chose at the beginning of this year, 2021, was fitness. Because sitting down for a year on this stool that I'm sitting on right now, 
doing Zooms and whatever the video conferencing is that we've been doing, the various forms, every single day, often eight hours a day, I realized I wasn't moving. At one point, my legs started hurting. Did that happen to you? My legs started hurting. I was like, why is it hurting? Because I wasn't standing up enough. So then I just started doing the thing that I learned years ago, many, many, many years ago when I wrote my first book. I was typing so much, I developed carpal tunnel syndrome. That may have happened to some of you. Very painful. And as I was going through therapy to uh, to ease the pain and to heal my arms, I learned that you're supposed to stop typing after 20 minutes and stand up and, and you know, there are all kinds of exercises that you can do with your, um, with your hands and arms in order to, to balance the incredible um, intensity of typing. And I type really fast. So that actually didn't help. I thought it was great. Oh, I typed so fast. It's going to help me to finish my book quickly. It did. But the compromise was the health of my arms. And so I remembered about that 20-minute pause from typing when my legs started hurting. I was like, oh, come on. So uh, I started just standing up more. I invested in a desk that can... I, at which I can sit or stand, and it's electric, so I don't have any excuse for, oh, I can't wind it up. There's no excuse. I can push a button, and it will stand up, and that way I can stand. And then I invested in a trainer. Well, I wasn't going outside, but I learned about this amazing company where there's a man named Hector. The company's called Unibody Fitness, and Hector is a formerly incarcerated person who created this company and a foundation to support people who are coming back into the uh, mainstream after having been incarcerated to help them to figure out a path forward that is healthy and that helps others. And so he created this company, Unibody Fitness, and he has trainers who are formerly incarcerated people who train first they were doing it at a gym and with COVID they're doing it online so I have this amazing trainer who comes into my house through this computer twice a week all I have to do is get up turn it on open the link and then I get personalized one-on-one training twice a week I there's no excuse to other than get up turn on the computer and start working out. And then on top of that, actually I started that last year. Come to think of it, I guess it's been, it's probably been about six months that I've been doing this. And then, but at the beginning of this year, then I changed my eating habits. Pretty dramatically for the first month, I did this, well, I'm not even gonna say what I did because I didn't like it, but I followed a uh, an austere eating plan And that did jumpstart weight loss, but I didn't like it. I think it's better to be more uh, disciplined over a longer period of time, but it did jumpstart a change in eating. And so this is all, these are just things that I have done. I guess it is about six months. 
with sort of a rev your engine at um, January to really uh, refine what I was doing. And I, it is yielding results. I feel stronger. My body is stronger. I've started to lose weight. I feel healthier. All because I made the decision to make a change. We, investing in the desk, which was really affordable, I was able to uh, not use the excuse that I can't get, get away from my desk. I can stand up at my desk. And I do stand up at my desk. Probably not as much as I should, but I do. Change. That's one thing that I decided I was going to focus on, pay attention to, and have it make a difference. And, and, and it has made a difference. It hasn't been instantaneous, but it's so much better than complaining in my head about where I want to be and where I am not, where I hope to go but if you're sitting down and doing nothing, you're never going to get there. Change. How can you change yourself? You know, I think of that Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. And yes, it was ironic that Michael Jackson made the song, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And Michael, if he was looking at himself in the mirror, then wouldn't even recognize that beautiful boy who my friends and I fell in love with when he was part of the Jackson 5. But in his heart, you could hear from his music, and I had the opportunity to spend a little time with him when we produced a cover of him for Ebony Magazine back when I was uh, helping to run that magazine some years ago. He, His heart was speaking to our heart and saying, if you really go inside deep and you look at yourself, examine yourself, examine your choices, pay attention to the life you have created and decide what can you do to improve your life. And if you choose to do the things that will improve your life, how might that impact the lives of the people around you? and the lives of the people in this world. It's such a profound thing to think about because again, I know that many, many people think, oh, what I do doesn't matter. It's really of little consequence what changes I make in my life, what changes I don't make, what difference does it make? And I wanna tell you, it makes a huge difference. Each one of us has an impact on our world and when Let's talk about what do I mean by that? Our world. What is your world? If you just think about the people who are affected by you directly, take a moment and think about that. Whose life is affected by you directly? Is it, does anyone live with you? Those people are affected by you directly. Your neighbors are affected by you directly, even if you don't think they are. Even if you live in New York City like me and you hardly ever see your neighbors and you may not even know their names, they're still affected by you. What about your family? What about your coworkers? What about the people in your neighborhood? What about the people who are part of your extended family? As you look broader and broader and broader, 
ultimately, you may begin to see how many people your life touches and how many people's lives you impact in one way or another. And I'm talking about each and every one of you, the the most shy person, the most gregarious person, all of us. And so if you recognize that your, your thoughts, your words, your deeds impact other people directly, then you might sit back and think about, well, what have you been thinking? What have you been saying? What have you been doing? And is it kind to other people? Is it resonating in an uplifting way? Or could it possibly be hurtful? Do you ever say things that you say in jest, but end up hurting other people's feelings? I think we all do. If you're honest, you probably do. When you say things that hurt other people, do you apologize? Do you say, you know, I'm really, really sorry. I did not mean to hurt your feelings. I did not mean to step on your toes on that particular point. I did not intend to do you any harm. Do you ever follow up when you have said or done something that maybe just you weren't conscious of the impact that it might have on another? Do you follow up and say, I'm sorry? That's one of those things that so many of us don't do when we make a mistake. Do we follow up and change the impact that that mistake may have had on somebody else? Because we went back and and attempted a course correction. We changed potentially the impact that that negative word or action had on someone else by following up and saying, I'm sorry I did that. Apologies, man, it's so incredibly powerful and rarely offered. And I'll say also rarely offered with complete intention of being sorry, of of wanting the other person to know, I did not mean to hurt you. I did not mean to say that Uh, or make that joke to hurt you. And if, by the way, you did, then your apology can be, you know, I'm sorry that that I did that at your expense. And I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. I'm not going to do that again. Change. You can change the course of something you put out in the world. You can at least make effort to change by reeling it back in, by going to whatever the source is where your thoughts, words, deeds impacted somebody else and saying, let me take that back. And what can I do to make it better? Change. Let me tell you what Tolstoy said again. He said, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Everyone thinks of changing the world. I think that that is is more like often dreaming or 
spitballing, like, oh, if only this changed, the world would be better. If only we were able to fix this thing, this situation, the world would be better. Would be better. Now, of course, there are people, <clears throat> excuse me, whose work is to make global change, right? But generally, when we think about this, everyone thinks of changing the world. I think it's sort of a broad thought of all the things that could be done to make the world better. But no one thinks of changing himself, Leo Tolstoy says. Change yourself. As we've been engaged right now, have you thought of the one thing that you want to change? I told you, for me, fitness is at the top of my list. And so because it's at the top of my list, and I keep putting it back on top of my list, the effort is paying off, little by little, slowly. But it is paying off. You know, I saw my sister Stephanie this weekend for the first time in almost a year. I saw my mother this weekend, my 91-year-old sweet, sweet mother for the first time in almost a year. And it was just, just an incredible blessing to be with family. My sister and I started this uh, fitness partnership at about the same time. Well, we started together um, for, for this round. I mean, it's something that we've done often together over the years. So my sister is proof that if you are as dedicated as she is, whew, the payoff is incredible. She's lost boatloads of weight. And, and she, I think she's working out four or five days a week. I think three days with the trainer and then on her own more. I've been working two days with the trainer and on my own a little bit. So she upped her game and is paying off, and I'm about to up my game. I just got back last night and realized that I can up my game so that my change can be even more effective. So having a partner for change is my point. It can be really helpful. An accountability partner, that's what we call folks who help you to stay honest and to stay in alignment with your goals. And so my sister, Stephanie, is my accountability partner. And I want to ask you, do you have an accountability partner? Or could you have? And part of what can really help when you identify what you want to change in your life, pick one thing. And the reason I say pick one thing is because if you pick one and you do it, then you feel effective, like you were able to accomplish something that you put your heart into. Then you can pick another one. But if you pick, make that list of 20 things that you really need to work on every day, it'll be much more difficult for you to stay focused in accomplishing your goals because they're too many. So choose one. Have you thought of it? Whatever that one is, the next thing I want you to think about is can you identify an accountability partner who you are willing to tell exactly what it is that you want to change and that that person promises to hold you accountable? Now, for accountability partners, I want you to know it's not so easy. It doesn't mean you make a person do something, but instead you motivate the person. So you call, not badger. 
but you call, you check in. Uh, if you are actually going to do the thing too, it makes it even easier. So today I'm getting up and I'm working out. So one of the things that my sister and I were doing, I think we're going to go back to it. On our off days from the trainer, we picked two days that we would say, okay, today we're working out. And we did that for a few weeks. And we're still we're doing the workout, but not necessarily in sync. And I think we're going to go back to doing that this week. Why do I tell you that? If you have an accountability partner, it's not about perfection. You, you connect, you connect, you connect. Sometimes you reconnect because you did it for a week and then you may have dropped off a little bit. This is not about perfection. This is about motivation. Having somebody to stay motivated with you can help you to stay the course of change that you have selected. So why, why not write um, in, in the chat box? For those of you who are, who are listening live, write in the chat box, what do you want to change? What do you want to commit to changing in your life right now that you can promise yourself that you will work on starting today? Anybody want to write something in there? I'm looking. I'm looking. Let me tell you this quote again. Leo Tolstoy. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. So we're stepping into that space where very few people go. The people who think of changing themselves. Because as a matter of fact, that's all we can do. So see, thank you. Wait, Leslie, you and I are in that one together, looking to drop weight, get fit, and we can do it. We're in spring. It's a fresh time of year and a time when it's getting warm. We can walk outside. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was really afraid to go out because they said if you shouldn't go out, and especially if you have pre-existing conditions. And I have asked myself, ooh, I really didn't want to go out. And hardly did. And then I started going a little bit more. And then it got cold. And so I now it is much warmer. And Central Park is calling me. I live just above Central Park. It is so easy to take a walk in the park. I used to do that every day. So it's about time to start walking in the park again. I'm seeing physical exercise, weight reduction. A lot of people have that. Guess what? We are not alone. That saying COVID-19 is often given people 19 is real. And I saw a report the other day that said for many people, I think they said the majority of people gained one and a half pounds. Was it a week or a month? Whatever it was, it was a lot. But then they said, really, most people during this time of COVID had gained even more than that. It's more like not more than 20 pounds. And so that doesn't mean the world has come to an end. That means we can put an end to adding weight and reverse it. We have the ability to change right now, to change what we put in our bodies, to change how we move our bodies. And you know how they, what is it, Sir Isaac Newton, of uh, uh, the laws of inertia, body, emotion stays in motion, the body 
that rest stays at rest. I may not have said it exactly right, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you have not been moving, it can, you, your body could feel like lead that you can't get up. But the thing is you can. You can get up. So if your goal for change is to improve your body's health, you have to move and you have to choose differently what you put in your body. That's what I'm doing. And if your decision to change is some about what you will change is something different, you still have to put the same amount of focus and energy into it. It's it's not easy. I guess that's what I want to say. It's not easy to change anything. Changing your behavior is one of the hardest things to do. Because you have your patterns, you have your rhythm, you have your ways of doing things, whatever those things are. From the way that you sleep, what side what side of your body do you sleep on? What side of the bed do you sleep on? To how you prepare your meals, how you eat your food, how you spend your free time, how you communicate with other people, how you do everything. There are rhythms to the way that you live your life. And if you are looking to affect dramatic change in your life, that means that you are looking to change your behavior. And I'm here to tell you, it is not easy to change your behavior. Not at all. But it can be done. And the way that you can do it, this is my prescription for just about everything, in small steps. This is why I write things down. I write them down, then I check them off. What are those small steps? And one of the things that I've read, you know, you're supposed to have eight, eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. I think that's what they used to always say. Do you do that? Do you drink enough water? Water is one of those things that heals everyone, keeps the body going. Do you drink enough water? I wasn't. So then I started writing it down. I do. Write it down. Drink water. So that I remember to drink enough water. What do you eat and when do you eat it? You know, there's uh, a lot of, I've been doing reading about intermittent fasting, where you, you eat within a certain number of hours in a day, and then you don't eat at all in, for the rest of those hours. So when you do that, you let your body rest from the work of chewing and processing food. And for many people, it helps to trim excess body fat and therefore weight. There's so many things you can do. But to keep it up, to keep focused, to, to make the change part of who you are requires commitment and, and, and sort of remembering. Come back to remember, come back to remembering what it is that you said you were going to do. This is why I write it down. If you write down the steps that like your prescription for change and then you check it off, then you know if you did it. If you write it down day after day after day and check it off day after day after day, 
you start to develop the muscle for that change. And just like when you're physically exercising, you know, I have these, um, I have a, a resistance band that I've been using to do a lot of arm work. And my trainer said, look, look, your arms are getting definition. I'm like, yay, my arms are getting definition. But because I've been doing it over and over and over again, my muscles are getting stronger and it's getting easier for me to do. And the payoff is coming slowly but surely because of the consistency. I write it down. I write down, work out with the trainer. I write down, drink water. I write down, make sure. So, I mean, I don't do it now because I, I'm doing enough, but I was writing down, stand up. And I have one of those Apple watches that will remind me to stand up every hour if I haven't done it. Do you get my point, you guys? Write down the small steps. Make it your prescription for change. Check the boxes off every day of things you promised yourself you were going to do to change yourself for the better. Keep writing it down and checking it off until it becomes part of you, part of your DNA. When it's so commonplace for you that you don't have to think about it anymore, that's when you stop writing it down. But I want to tell you, that list, if, if you are truly committing to making change, that you could be writing this stuff down for a year because it takes a long time to make that commitment. Now, you know how um, at, at a job, uh, there's often a 90-day uh, uh, probationary period. When you buy something from the store, you often have 90 days before you return them. You could look at 90 days as a period of making your list because a year seems so far. You could look at 90 days, do this for 90 days, write down the things that are on your prescription for change. Write it down every day for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, what do you get? If you do that and you're consistent, you are going to see what impact your actions have had on your ability to make that change. It's a powerful, simple, way of tracking your life and supporting your intentions. It works. It works. And if there are days when you don't do it, okay, don't beat yourself up. Just do it the next day. When you remember, I've talked about this a lot, in the moment of awareness, re-engage. Re-engage to your commitment. It really works. So I want all of you to write down, if you haven't written it down yet, please write down now the one thing that you are willing to commit to doing, to changing in your life, to make your life better. What is that one thing? Write it down, tell yourself what it is. The only one who needs to know it is you. If you want to share it, with me, with this community, so that we can be accountable to each other, great. But most important is that you tell yourself, write it down and make a commitment to figure out the steps that you need to take in order to change. And then start taking those steps. 
You can do it. I promise you. Why do I know it? Because I'm doing it. It's not easy, but it's working. Commit to you. Commit to changing yourself for the better. Choose one thing to change. Write it down. Figure out the steps to get there and take action today. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.